The 476th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Heidi Ho, DeGenerinos, welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 476. It's going out to my little puppy dog, Lula, who turns 10 years old today. So this goes out to the little furball known as Lula. Thank you for coming to the show. We are back in your ear holes after our, our well, I was going to say after Christmas break, but there was no break. We were in your ear holes on uh, Christmas Eve. We were in your ear holes on Christmas Day, maybe even in your ear, in your eye holes as well. Uh, we're back with another non-UFC event because UFC is shut down for a few weeks here, basically a month. But we're doing a big one, a traditional big Japanese New Year's Eve MMA event. Um, used to be a bigger thing back in the days of Pride, but Ryzen's still putting on a pretty fun-looking card. Um, and it's going down, as I said, New Year's Eve. If you're with uh, us in the East Coast, it'll be 1 a.m. the day of New Year's Eve. So um, the 30th night, perhaps you may think of it as, but it's technically 1 a.m. on the 31st. So anyhow, we're going to break down all of that. Uh, I'm going to bring in the man who is the king of all these regional picks. Sounds like he did pretty good with the picks we've uh, for the events we've covered already. But I think the... Um, pressing question i have for gumby Reeland is how was your boxing day gumby oh phenomenal boxing day uh yeah i don't i don't even slightly know what you're supposed to do on boxing day uh but i will say uh in terms of the picks we've done so far obviously octagon hasn't happened yet but uh if you're listening to this before octagon's happened make sure you go back and you listen to our prelim and our main card episodes we gave you 10 picks on those uh lots of fun underdogs there too um but uh, with one in three on Uriah Faber's A1 combat, not too happy with that. A couple of uh, like fluky knockouts and low fight IQ stuff. Uh, plus the main event got canceled at like the last second and it wound up, uh, that was another fight I felt pretty good about and it uh, fell off. Then we had uh, a little fun with Samurai Fight House. Uh, went three and two on Samurai Fight House. Pretty good there for some uh, tough regional prospects and then i swept the board on prank pancrase with the exception of one uh weird draw uh there was a draw in the first of the five fights we broke down and then i swept the other four so overall uh that puts it at eight and uh let's see eight and five uh on the week with a draw eight five and one uh and we're you know we're up like 13 or 14 units on the year on regional mma fantastic did you get to watch any of these events or bits and pieces of these events i watched a little bit of a1 combat uh pancreas yeah. is kind of hard to track down uh i i watched some of samurai Firehouse after the fact because there was some like nice yeah. knockouts and they're on youtube so they're super easy to find uh but i watched some of a1 combat because i had interviewed a couple of the fighters on the show wanted to see right. how they did and uh you know one of them scored like a 30 second knockout uh jacob rosales who uh I talked to him about having a shattered leg when he fought on Contender Series, which is a yep. pr- pretty yep. damn wild thing to do. Uh, now that he doesn't have a you know severed leg and uh, leg, <laughs> yeah, and, and he's fighting in the right weight class, he's actually uh, he looked great. So uh, maybe maybe more from Jacob Rosales in the future. 
Amazing. Uh, did anyone stand out in any of these events? Like, oh, okay, that, that person's uh, a prospect to keep an, an eye on. Rosales. You? I, I mean, Rosales, Rosales has kind of always been right about there. But yeah, apart from that, um, I know some people are high on Kaldar off of uh, off of A1, but right. I, I'm not real big on him either. And, uh, you know, like a, a couple of the ones on Samurai Fight House were, you know, we said they were kind of in fights that were supposed to hype them up as prospects and they were fighting people they should crush. And they, guess what? They crushed them. So I, I don't know that their stock went further up in any of those instances. Was Calder the uh, the guy with someone on YouTube was saying he was guaranteed a win? For yeah, Calder, yeah, yeah. Yo, shout yeah. out to whoever yeah, on uh, <laughs> whoever on uh, yeah, whoever said on YouTube. Yeah, whoever called me out on YouTube and told me my pick sucked and then was right. You know, shout out to you. <laughs> yeah, good job making Gumby look bad. Uh, Gumby and I have changed our outfits since last we recorded. <laughs> we wore the same outfit for a week and now we've changed. I have a brand new Phoenix Sunside, even though they totally suck. Hey, uh, by the way, my, my 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 uh, hmm. my my pick on we were talking when we did an underdog advertisement last week, uh, or maybe that was that might have been Monday uh, Monday show. You asked me for an underdog play I liked. I said Luka Doncic just higher than on his points against your sons. Right. I said yep. he'd probably go he, for forty three or forty. I said he'd probably go for forty three or forty four. <laughs> yep. Fifty. He yeah. showed you up. He said, "Hold hold my beer." Yeah. Um, what's on the hat today? I, it's a. Oh animal a bird perhaps it's a yeah. it's a goose uh these it's are the beloit sky carp uh which is a, a minor league baseball team i got this one for christmas shout out to my brother <laughs> all right um where is it benoit beloit but Be- Be- beloit sky carps i don't know beloit i don't know i'm gonna have to look that one up it's brand new i'm, I'm sure we have some i'm sure we have some a Belo- it's in wisconsin Apparently, oh, yeah, I'm sure go. we have listeners there. Probably, yeah. no sky carp. Sky carp's not a real thing, right? I miss. It's just a goose. Uh, but he is holding yeah, a wrench. Like a he thing. is holding a wrench too, which is also kind of fun. <laughs> oh, um, it's a I'm working not... goose. Yeah, he's holding a wrench and he has a scarf around his neck. Yeah. Or is that just a? No, that's no, a, it's a scarf. Wrench, it's a scarf. It's yeah, a no, I, I mean, is that a wrench or just a stick? But no, I think minor league baseball is the best. They're, it's definitely a wrench. They're all a bunch. Of, <laughs> they're all a bunch of. They're all out of their minds. These people. It's fun. Yeah. Too bad the fun goes away once once you hit hit the big leagues. No, no <laughs> fun once you once you hit the the show. But a L- little bit less. <laughs> yes, a little bit less. All right, um, we're going to talk some rising. Well, let me think. Was there any? I don't think there's anything interesting that's happened since we last recorded. Manonfia Rowe is going to fight right? Aaron Blanchfield, which is yeah. uh, both a sick fight and kind of a bummer. <laughs> yeah, I wish they wouldn't. Like, there's no reason to do that. You're like you can just keep them apart, and then you have a prospect ready to fight for the belt, no matter who wins the title fight. I think it means that they're definitely going to the uh, the the trilogy fight with Grasso and Shevchenko, which is kind of a bummer. Oh, they um, love doing that, don't they? That's they their jam. Easiest matchmaking ever. Least, Let's just keep doing a, it. At least it was a draw last time. You know what I mean? Like when right. when something loses the second fight, uh, you know, whether it's one, one or two, Oh, you know, I don't usually want the trilogy. This one was at least a draw. So I get what they're doing. Um, doesn't mean I like it. Doesn't mean I like Blanchfield waiting. Uh, but hopefully she gets a, she gets a pretty good payday in what is kind of a hometown fight for her anyway, too. Uh, cause it's going to be in Atlantic. When City. and where? Atlantic City. Okay. And when? Uh, end of March. End of March. March. Okay. Okay. And then when would the title fight be? Is someone, is one of the two hurt? Um, I, I haven't heard anything about when either of those two okay. fight. I'm, I mean, there's a possibility that Grasso is just hurt and they're holding her till June 
in this fight maybe right. is for the number one contender and they just wanted somebody to fight before uh you know grasso and jude so I, I i don't rightfully know yeah. um but you know i've not heard any even rumblings of that flyweight title fight right i think actually since last time the uh we've got our first ufc 300 bouts announced too since we talked last time so uh so cody far have, <laughs> yes cody brundage is being served up to bo nickel so no no high, it's high a... it's high fight iq cody brundage though it's different oh that's right that's right. High fight IQ Cody Brundage is a different animal. Is, we got to watch out for that. It guy. is a different animal. Yeah. Aljamain Sterling makes his featherweight debut against Calvin Cater. That is a tough man to make a debut against, isn't it? It's a sick fight, though. I it don't is. know if Cater yes. can deal with his wrestling. It, it's going to be real interesting. Yes. And then the off mentioned, but uh, it was canceled, but now it's back on Yuri Bohoshka, Alexander Rakich. Another good yeah. fight. Yeah, really good one. These are all probably going to be like undercard fights, too. Uh, all said and done possibly yeah but i mean it's possible i mean like they went they tried to do three title fights for ufc 200 you got to imagine they're going to do at least three on this one yeah yep you got it maybe a super fight on the top gumby maybe conor mcgregor can fight (laughs) yeah maybe (laughs) yep now that I don't run a site that relies on clicks, I really don't care if he comes back. <laughs> before, before it was like, well, at least he's good for business. But now that I'm on the uh, subscriber uh, model, like, I don't care. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but whatever. Come back. Don't come back. I don't care. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about him on here. So yeah. uh, you guys can enjoy I, that. I guess, I guess we'll, we'll get more downloads. We'll get more downloads. And thank you to all the sickos who are watching all and watching and listening to all our, our regional shows. Um, the Octagon ones are doing amazing. Thank you guys. I know. It's, <laughs> it's good to know there's enough of you weirdos out there. Not not um, not um our boy Dredney. He won't be hearing me dog him here because he doesn't listen to the non-UFC <laughs> episodes. He has admitted, so he's not a real fan, but nonetheless um yeah uh we're getting good numbers there so thank you for everyone for listening to that all right i, I killed enough time to get to the first ad read and then we're going to get into rise and it was all part of my master plan gummy i'm going to tell you about underdog fantasy as the people on youtube see there it is on the screen gummy and i are synced up here Underdog fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long nfl nba nhl college basketball and college football simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players fantasy stats and cash in gummy hit it with the Luka Doncic one uh, on a recent episode. Are you going to hit us with another winner? Yeah. I like uh, on Thursday, uh, cause you're probably not going to get this by the NBA games on Wednesday night on Thursday. I like uh Cade Cunningham's higher than on his points uh, listed at 23 and a half. I had him as higher than on his points on Tuesday and he went for like 41. Doesn't matter if the Pistons aren't winning, he's going to be scoring buckets. <laughs> so, uh, you know, count on Cade Cunningham. They definitely aren't winning. Uh, that's that's did you the see case, the stat so. out there that the uh, the Diamondbacks have won more recently yep. than them? <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. The Rangers have won. Ra- Rangers have two wins. Rangers have as many wins as uh, as Detroit does since uh, since Halloween. It was the stat I saw as well, so. <laughs> which is wild because um, baseballs went over for months and months. So anyhow, uh, watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdogs fan- Underdogs mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, naturally, not the naturally part, uh, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to 100 bucks. It's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All right, Ryzen, were you a big watcher of uh, Japanese New Year's Eve MMA 
or were you too young for that? I think I was too young for that. I did usually get the uh, this is gonna date me a little bit too. I'd go to VHS Hollywood, tapes, Hollywood video, and I'd get the VHS yeah. tapes. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I thought it was at a Chinese restaurant, was where you got your videos from. Oh, there, there was a there was also a video <laughs> store right next to the Chinese restaurant. Yeah, Red yeah, Apple fantastic. is the fantastic. name of the Chinese restaurant, still there. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Everyone go hit it up, and, and you can get a, a little slice of gumby. Uh, you, you can live the life of gumby. So, yeah, um. Used to be, uh, used to be the big thing. Fedor would either be fighting Big Nog or a sumo wrestler or a, a pro wrestler or a, we got a sumo wrestler here. kickboxer or yes, we have a sumo. So yeah, it used to be a spectacle, but, but there also would be, you know, some insane fights as well. Um, that was pride, but Hey, the pride guy is running Ryzen. So here we go. Saki Kibara is running Ryzen. Um, and they have a pretty solid, uh, solid fight card here. 15 MMA belts and one kickboxing belt. We're going to, uh, hit you with the, the a choice of our 10 favorite or Gumby, the, the 10 that Gumby wants to make plays on. We're going to hit you with the, the first five today, and then tomorrow will be part two, and we'll hit you up with the with the last five fights. Uh, another good po- positive thing, odds for this card is or, are already out there. I know people were trying to get Samurai Fighthouse odds, um, <laughs> and they, they couldn't find couldn't find any. Uh, Octagon odds are out there as well if you're listening to our Octagon episode. But yeah, Ryzen odds are at least um, on Betway. Uh, they have the odds posted on Best Fight odds right now um bet online tends to have odds for everything too underneath the sun so, uh my, anyway. my bookie i'm pretty sure has rising ones too right now all right cool there you go there you go so the odds are out there um like i said we're gonna break down um it, they don't really have a main card prelims they have a, a couple intermissions on the fight card uh, on the night and so we're just kind of going from the bottom of the card up to the top we're going to start with tanabi enzai does that sound right gumby i, I didn't uh I didn't go through all, all the fights with you, but I believe yeah, I you're right. followed your instructions you're right. well, well, Welterweights. Yep. Welterweights, Igor Tanabe from Brazil versus Shinso Anzai from Japan. Three five-minute rounds at Welterweight. Uh, you've seen the odds, I, I assume? I have, or yeah. presume? Okay. Uh, Anzai is an animal. He's 11-5 with seven knockouts. He's been knocked out three times, submitted once. This is his Ryzen debut. He's lost two straight fights and only won one of his last four. He has not won since September 2019. He went two and two in the UFC, so you may recognize his name from there. Oh, one in Bellator. Used to fight at middleweight and light heavyweight. Now he's down at welterweight. Was a regional champion, 2009 pro MMA debut. Very sizable dog here, plus 300. Tanabi, Fat Ninja is the nickname. Fantastic, right? <laughs> Fat Ninja. Yeah, did you not know that or did you know I, that? I didn't he's also not fat yeah. <laughs> fat ninja and it's all one word too which is which as an editor and a writer it's uh it offends me but yet it's it's also funny so fat ninja is the name i don't know what that translates to in in portuguese <laughs> but uh perhaps it translates to fat ninja he's four and oh with four submissions so he maybe is a ninja after all two and oh in ryzen used to fight at middleweight 15 years younger than anzai five inches taller minus 450 the 15 year gap is not the biggest gap we have on this fight card. Just wait I know. I was just going to say that. I think we got another <laughs> There's one. There's someone older than me fighting tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Only, the one... year, only a few months older than me, but older, older than me nonetheless. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, no. So the interesting thing about this one is Anzai, if you remember watching him in the UFC, a couple of very clear things about him. His boxing, not super sharp, but kind of powerful. Um, he kind of throws rock'em sock'em robot punches and punches when he gets close. It's largely just so he can get to his wrestling, which has always kind of been his bread and butter. Um, not much of a submission threat, but like definitely like a wrestling top game ground and pound threat. Um, 
the big change between now and when he fought in the UFC is being much older, right? He's like 38 now. His cardio is kind of shit. It's kind of gone to hell. Um, and when you're a guy who relies on wrestling as much as he does, that's a big issue. Um, so like I, I'm, you know, out the gate already thinking about fading in Zion, that fact. And then when you look up Tanabi, and, and Tanabi was not a guy I was super familiar with, especially with only four professional bouts in his career. He is an absolute wizard on the mats. He's super, super, super sharp, whether he's on top or on bottom. Um, he gets submissions from seemingly everywhere, you know, like, uh, you know, like triangles, leg locks. Uh, you know, he's, he's got a long list of grappling accolades that you could you could run down and, and are certainly a reason to care about him. And the piece that makes me even more clear that I want Tanabi in this fight is that I don't think Anzai can get close to him. Uh, Anzai, like I said, kind of has to be in that like Rock'em Sock'em robot range to land anything. Tanabi is very long, considerably longer than Anzai. Um, he uses like a push kick to keep range. And then anytime he's going to be on the inside, I would not be surprised to see Tanabi, you know, just grab a hold of his arms and, and just fall back into guard. Um, and he'll have a submission in no time. So yeah, I like Tanabi here. I think, uh, he either just, you know, picks Anzai apart from range or when Anzai gets frustrated, he winds up winning a grappling exchange here. Okay. Rock'em, sock'em, punches and bunches is one one of your best lines you've said, Gumby. Thank, Very thank good. you. Thank you. Very good. Um, I probably should have said this off the top of this, um, just telling you how strong a fight card um, we are dealing with here. Just the five fights we're covering today, which are kind of lower down on the card. We have two UFC veterans, a tough veteran, uh, a Dana White Contender Series veteran, a couple of Bellator veterans and a silver medalist in Olympic uh, Olympics and wrestling. So pretty solid card, right? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Even better than one, dare I say. All right. Um, we're moving on up to 134 pounds, of course, natural weight class. Uh, so Bantamweight is uh, technically what it would be. Shinobu Ota from Japan versus another uh, fellow Japanese fighter. Ryusei Ashizawa, three five-minute rounds, Bantamweights. Um, Ashizawa, he is 0-0, Gumby. He's making his debut here. Um, however, at 25-13-1 in kickboxing and a champion of that realm. So he's uh, he's got a little bit of experience on his belt, but this is his MMA debut. This is classic Japanese uh, MMA New Year's Eve style stuff, um, having a newbie come in. Uh, two years younger than Ota, four inches taller, plus 500, so even bigger odds. Um, Ota. Four and three with three knockouts. He's been submitted once. All of his fights have taken place in Ryzen. He's gone three and one, but he did lose his last last match. Um, he is a silver Olympic medalist in wrestling. He is also a world championship winner in wrestling. Minus 1,000. So we got kickboxer versus a wrestler. Like I said, classic Japanese uh, MMA. Uh, which style reigns supreme type of thing. Yeah, well, and here's the thing about Ota. So, first of all, insanely good wrestling, even in the MMA sphere. Um, I watched him in one fight. Uh, he had he had double overhooks. Uh, you know, like he, he basically didn't have a good clinch position. And he threw the guy over his head and turned his hips and wound up in guard anyway. Uh, one of the more <laughs> insane, like, takedowns I've ever seen. But also, like, let's talk about his record for a second. He's 4-3 and three in MMA, despite being a silver medal wrestler. And he's fighting in Japan, a place where, you know, we've seen a couple of nice wrestling prospects coming up, but the majority of the, the base in, in Japan is not usually wrestling, right? Like we, we've seen a couple come to the UFC, you know, the Shin Haraguchis and the, of the world and such, but like most of them are kickboxers or karate, or we see some, you know, Taekwondo once in a while. Um, 
but like uh, you know this this is usually a, a place that relies on striking arts and, and we're seeing a wrestler come in and he's still only four and three which is a huge alarm for me because I really don't like what his striking looks like on the feet. And not only is he facing a striker, he's facing a well-traveled striker who throws really well from range. He's got good low leg kicks. He really, really, really likes a step-in knee, uh, either to the body or onto somebody trying to shoot a takedown. Because while, here's the other thing too, while technically he doesn't have a pro MMA bout, he does have a special rules bout in Ryzen that did allow takedown. Um, and in doing so, he scrambled pretty well in that one fight where he faced takedowns. Now, granted, not against somebody like Ota, but he scrambled pretty well. I also just think the difference in the striking here is good enough that I really like taking a swing on Ashizawa here, plus 500. Ooh. I'm not saying he's, you know, like gun to my head pick. I'm not probably taking Ashizawa, but a guy who's four and three and has kind of not shown that his wrestling can actually reign supreme in any real way. Versus a guy who can really piece him up on the feet. Uh, man, I, I just hope it stays on the feet for a little bit and maybe he catches one of those knees. Who doesn't like a step-in knee, all right? Yeah, I he, do love a step-in yeah, knee. Yeah, come on. <laughs> who who doesn't? Um, bigger, younger, striker, of course. I'm, I'm on board for this pick. I'm be right, safe. Sure, right. why not? And, and, those, this, right? and, at the, and at those odds, too, like... Uh, again, like, you, you don't have to sit here and tell me that Ashizawa is the much better fighter, but, like clearly worth it at that price yeah definitely you know what else is worth it <laughs> what am i transitioning to hall of fame bets that's what's worth it uh, you can win bigger by betting smarter this nfl season with hall of fame bets the sports betting analytics platform for parlays player props and game lines no more limes research every nfl nba and soccer bet with historical stats and data enter any parlay idea into hall of fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. I forgot to mention real good news. You haven't cut out once uh, um, audio-wise this, this episode, Gumby. So that must mean uh, none of the I have new viewers, earbuds. The viewers probably won't hear a damn thing then. <laughs> no uh, that's true i have new earbuds in um so that could be the case um that I, because uh, you know my other earbuds i decided to put in the washing machine that wasn't oh, a good idea nice. i was gonna ask if they Never were christmas presents but no no you just needed new no, ones because no I, I i had to get this i had to get this um i couldn't wait till christmas i needed my earbuds all right um where are we moving to now we got through a couple kind of squash matches. Okay, we got a close one coming up next. Um, actually, I, I forgot to mention this guy. This is another UFC veteran. So we have three UFC veterans on this on this fight card. I forgot all about this man. All right, this is another 134-pound fight. So a bantamweight fight. Three or 500-minute rounds. Yuki Motoya from Japan versus Vince Morales from the United States of America. How can, how can overlook him? Um, all right, Morales Vendetta is a nickname. 13 and 7, 7 knockouts, 3 submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice. This is his Ryzen debut. He's won two straight fights. Before that, he lost two straight. Um, his last three wins have all come via finish. He went 3-5 and five in the UFC, 2-0 in Bellator, 0-1 on Contender Series. Used to fight at Featherweight, was regional champion, a year younger than Motoya, two inches of reach on him, plus 1-10. Motoya, 34-11, and 11, eight knockouts, 12 submissions. He's been knocked out three times, submitted three times. 10-6 with one no contest in Ryzen. 
6-1 over his last seven. He won his last fight via TKL. 2010 was his pro MMA debut. He's at minus 150. All right, Gumby, what you got for us? So for me, in watching Montoya's uh, recent fights, I, I just don't like how afraid of his opponents he looks. Um, whether against uh, Miyu uh, Asakara or against... Um, no, let's see. It was uh, the other Asakara. Um, sorry, not Miyu. Uh, Kai Asakara. Against yeah. Kai Asakara, he just backed his shoulders all the way back up to the cage and would look for a strike or a bum rush to, to get a takedown or like... But there was no intent on anything he was doing. Uh, and that, to me, is is a huge alarm here, especially fighting somebody like Vince Morales. Because Vince Morales, you know, you're going to see the record. You're going to see what he did in the UFC, and you're going to be write him off, right? That's probably the only reason he didn't come in here as a favorite. Usually, you see UFC veterans come in as favorites. But his record kind of stinks. And let's face it, his record doesn't stink because he's not good. Uh, look at the dudes they forced this man to fight. It's incredible. Uh, he, he fought like a who's who in the UFC. You know, he fought Gutierrez. He fought Jonathan Martinez. Like, he fought like, if you were a tough Bantamweight, he, it seems like this guy fought him. Um, and, and, you know, he comes forward at all costs all the time. You know, I think about that Jonathan Martinez fight where, uh, or was it the Gutierrez fight where he got TKO'd with the leg kicks? He just kept coming forward. And yes, he ate a whole bunch of leg kicks in, in return. And he fought guys who can outstrike him in those fights. But I just don't think Matoya is that. I don't think Matoya is going to give him anything that's going to stop him from continuing to move forward and hit those. I also think Morales just has enough grappling defense that Matoya's takedown attempts won't work. Because Matoya has, you know, he's got pretty sharp jiu-jitsu. I, I actually like Matoya's jiu-jitsu quite a bit. I just don't like his ability to get it there. He seems like one of those guys who when he tries a takedown attempt, he doesn't chain anything together. It's like a body lock or it's a single or it's a double. And as soon as it doesn't work, he's out. Or as soon as it doesn't work, you know, somebody sprawls out on him, he's on the bottom, and that's it. Um, and I think Morales is good enough to stuff the singular attempts. I think his forward pressure is going to play up. Uh, so I like back-to-back uh, -back talk to Give me Vince Morales. Woo-hoo. All right. I had a feeling. I thought, I thought you liked Vendetta um, in the past when we have spoken about him. All right. Let's go with some more UFC and a tough veteran, shall we? This is a flyweight fight, 126 pounds to be exact. Three five-minute rounds. Hiromasa Ojikobi. Ojikobi. I haven't got to say Ojikobi for a while. Versus John Dodson. It, 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 it ends in O. Ojikobu. Excuse me. It's, it's funner <laughs> to say Ojikobi, but Ojikobu. Correct. I'm going to tell you about Ojikobu first. Um, I've never got to say Ojikobi. That's why I wanted to say it, I guess. So he's 25-8-2. <laughs> One knockout, six submissions. He owes us a finish or two. He's been knocked out twice, submitted twice, seven and four in Ryzen. He's lost three straight fights. Before that, he won five straight. He's not won a fight since December 2021. Used to fight at Bantamweight and Featherweight. Oh, one in Bellator. Multiple reach championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt. Sportsgamepodcast.com slash store. He went three one in the Ultimate Fighter. Do you remember who he lost to? Yeah, he lost to Tim Elliott in the finals. There you go. Correct. Correct. Um, 2006 was his pro MMA debut. Three years younger than Dodson, plus 200. The magician, John Dodson, 24 and 13. 11 knockouts, two submissions, never been finished in a fight. That is a, a pretty crazy stat, even for, even for a flyweight guy. Uh, 2-0 and in Ryzen. He's won three straight fights and four of six. He's not lost since October 2021. Used to fight at full, sorry, used to fight at Bantamweight. 10 and 7 in the UFC. 3-0 and the Oscar fighter and the champion of his season. 2004 pro MMA debut. He also was a bare knuckle fighting championship champion. Two inches reach on 
Ojikobu minus 275. So a couple of fighters kind of headed in the wrong directions. A couple of veterans headed in their different directions here. Yeah, so I want to start off by saying I'm a big uh, Hero Ogi Kubo fan. Uh, I, I I think Ogi Kubo is is super tough and is one of those guys who can be a tough out for everybody because A, he's tough, and B, he's one of those guys who can sort of just out-wrestle you and win a fight. You know, the Kai Asukara fight sticks out, or at least the first one between those two, where it was like nobody gave Ogi Kubo uh, – a chance in that fight and and what did he do he went out there and he he hit him with like 10 takedowns and, and won that fight that being said i don't think you can do that to dodson i think dodson's way too dynamic i i think if you go back to dodson's time in the ufc and and has he lost a step probably he's probably lost a step since he was in the ufc but this is a guy who is just a so fast his entire career and b wicked hard to take down um, his fight that they released him after, um, or at least they had the, they had a contract dispute, right? That's how he left the UFC. Um, he, he fought Marab Dvalishvili. And in that fight, he lost a decision to Marab. And Marab went 2 a 20 in takedowns. And, <laughs> and that's really all you have to know about John Dodson and his fighting style to like him against Ogi Kubo. Uh, I, I just don't think Ogi Kubo can get him down with any kind of for any kind of sustained amount of time. And I think he is badly outmatched on the feet. So I, I, I kind of hate to say it, but give me Dodson on this one. Why do you hate this? Oh yeah. You said you, cause like I just Ogi. like Ogi, Ogi Kubo. Yeah. Ogi Kubo. Yeah. I think I remember that too, uh, from past discussions with you. Um, all right, let's go to the last fight. We're going to cover on this episode. We're going to have part two, uh, tomorrow for you. Don't worry. This is, I found one. We got a sumo wrestler, uh, main event. Not a main event, excuse me, a heavyweight fight, three five minute rounds. Tayoshi Suderio from Japan versus Mikio Ueda from Japan as well. Uh, Ueda is two and one with two knockouts. He's been knocked out once, so he owes his rounds. One and one in Ryzen. He's won two straight fights, both via finish. They're both, uh, I believe, doctors or referee stoppages. I think actually doctor stoppages they were. Uh, one no as a kickboxer, plus 163. Suderio, also known as Takano Fuji Sanzo, as one would also be known as on occasion. Uh, he's eight and two with seven knockouts. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. So he's been finished in both his losses. He's gone the distance once. So this man owes us uh, some finishes. Eight and two in Ryzen. So all the fights have taken place in Ryzen. He's won two straight fights in five of six. Won his last fight via TKO. He is a sumo champion that's transitioned over to MMA. Two years younger than Ueda, an inch taller. And based on their last weigh-ins, he was 20 pounds heavier, minus 225. So you've been teasing about this sumo guy. Tell us about him. Yeah, I do love Sudario. The only time he's kind of bummed me out is when he didn't use any grappling uh, to fight, which which was one of the uh, was one of the it was Junior Tafa. Uh, he he didn't use okay. any wrestling to fight Junior Tafa. But this is a guy who's beaten, with the exception of Junior Tafa, you know, like the high level competition that people have stuck in front of him. Like he he's got a win over Roque Martinez, um, who's a UFC vet. He got a he beat Minowa Man. Uh, in the very beginning <laughs> yeah. of his career, uh, you know, th- shout out, I think it was the second fight he fought Minimal Man. Um, and, and the thing I like about Sudario is that, like, he, he isn't somebody who just transitioned from the grappling world and is sort of just relied on his grappling. In fact, it seems like he's using his career in Ryzen to polish his striking so that when he transitions somewhere else, in hint, hint, I do think he's transitioning somewhere else. He's got a picture on his Instagram with him, his arm around Dana White in like all kinds of UFC gear. Um, like I, I, I think this is the last time you see him in Ryzen after this because he's knocking people out. Um, and he's using this time to work on his, his hands. 
not just by knocking people out, but you will see he throws, get this, he's a heavyweight who throws a jab. He's a heavyweight who throws a jab and, and moves his head. It's nuts, uh, and it's crazy, crazy. And, and we needed a sumo wrestler to finally be the one to do this. But <laughs> yeah, he did. sumo, that's great. <laughs> right, and, and I, you know, I, I really do think he's the real deal. I'd love to see him transition and fight some higher-level competition. He is fighting a kickboxer here, so I, I you know, like in the same kin that I, I worried about him fighting Junior Taffa, I worry that he'll just throw with a kickboxer for too long and not use his wrestling and not use his or his sumo, I guess, and not use his sumo. Um, <laughs> not use his sumo. Which, which, to be fair, like he does kind of when he grapples, he does kind of use his sumo. It, it sort of looks like um, it sort of looks like an offshoot of judo, right? Like sometimes you see judo yep. people, yep. you know, like use high body locks and trips and stuff. Right. He kind of does the same thing when he's in the clinch, and, and he does a damn good job of it. But he also knocks people silly. Uh, the the fight if if you guys are on YouTube or maybe I'll stick it in the the Discord he fights uh Saint Ilne um and in that fight with Saint Ilne he throws one of the most vicious right hands I've ever seen and puts him out ice cold with a walk off KO um so to see that off of a guy who comes from a grappling background I love um and I just don't think Ueda is is polished enough in mixing the different disciplines together. You know, like I think he's going to get tired out in the clinch with a sumo wrestler over time, or, you know, I, I actually think his defensive striking is quite a bit worse than Sudario. Sudario moves his head a lot better than Ueda does. So yeah, give me Sudario here all day. All right. Sudario all day. And especially on new year's Eve day or new year's Eve morning, early morning. All right. Let's recap. Get out of your ears. We'll get back tomorrow with the second part of our Ryzen uh, fight card. The card is too big for us to, to just do in one episode. Uh, too many good fights. All right. Here are the picks. Sudario or Sanzo, depending on, on how he's listed. Uh, I think it's Sudario is, is how he, he shall be listed if you're looking to bet on him. Uh, Dodson. Morales is a slight dog. Uh, Ashizawa is a big dog. Bark, bark. And Tanabe, right? That'll do. Right. All right. Dan mentioned the Discord. He's going to put some clips in there. That would be sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord if you haven't gotten in there yet. Getting in there now. We have lots of fun in there. And it's been quiet over over the uh, since the Christmas break, so hopefully things will pick up soon now that people start ignoring their families again mm-hmm. and start being degenerates with us. Uh, Twitter is SGPN MMA. Gumby runs that for us. He's at Gumby Reeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer there and on Instagram. You can check out my Substack. Um, it is moneymma.substack.com. I got a lot of cool stuff planned for it for the new year. So jump in now while you can. Um, Gumby has got the Tur- Turtle MMA podcast. Are you dropping one this week? Or are you, t- you taking a rare week off? We took a rare week off, but we will be back okay. with uh, some bangers in the new year. So, all right. So always make sure you get Gumby in your ears and. All good things sports gambling related is at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, including articles by Gumby and I every day of the week. At least one of us will have an article on there. And sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon, so you can help us crush corporate gambling. We'll be back tomorrow with more Ryzen. It'll be me, Takano Fuji, Sanzo Fox, and the magician Gumby Vreeland will be riding shotgun. Talk to you then.